What's up, everyone? It's your host, Rafael Macheski, and we are doing another compilation episode because I've been going through all my old shit, and there are some real hidden gems that I haven't brought up before or in a while. And honestly, I just need to put them all together because all these episodes are like, you know, you're 10 to 15 minutes long. So this is going to be really, really good. So if you're feeling a little unmotivated right now, a little, you know, what am I doing with my life? It's already summer and I did not achieve the fitness and health goals of my summer bod yet. This is going to help. Bigger picture stuff is the most important thing when it comes to success with anything and especially with any weight loss, fitness, whatever it is, goal, bigger picture will always take over. In these four episodes that we're going to cover today, number one is finding out your why. A lot of people start their exercise journey and they forget why they started in the first place. Ask yourself that right now. Like, why did I start this whole thing in the first place? You will then remember those feelings of, you know, excitement, a little bit of anxiety, and can't, like, you just can't, like, hold back from, like, waking up, getting your workout in, doing whatever it needs to be done to see success. So that's why I placed this first episode in its number one cue compared to all of them because that's kind of the bigger question that you need to ask yourself is why am I doing this in the first place? Then we go into this whole topic of perfection. I feel a lot of people, especially in fitness, if it's not perfect, then it's not worth it. Not every workout is going to be perfect. Not every meal is going to be perfect. But if you are putting a sincere effort, you are still going to get the benefit. Just because you didn't do every single rep, every single set, and every single exercise, but you still worked out for 10 minutes, that's better than zero. Perfection is not success. The next thing that we're going to cover in this episode is just showing up for success. People don't understand the power of just showing up. Like, I've done this so many times for myself where I felt like absolute fucking shit during the day. And I'm like, I do not want to work out. I have zero energy. But I show up and at least get through my warm-up. And you know what? Worst case, if I still feel like shit... Then at least I foam rolled and did some mobility work, some body weight lunges and like a push up or two. And that's better than just going home and laying on the couch. But most of the time when you show up, good things tend to happen. And then lastly, we're going to go over the power of saying no. Holy fuck. This is the biggest gem out of this whole episode. Probably the moment I learned how to say no Oh, life-changing, life-changing. And you'll quickly realize the power of it and how much more enjoyment from life you're going to get if you start saying no instead of always saying yes to everything. So I'm going to stop rambling and get this episode going. So without further ado, here we go. Topic number one. Finding your why. So this is interesting. I think I brought this up before on my show. And 
I don't know how far I got into it, but recently I picked up another coach to mentor. And, you know, at my gym, she's been kind of in and out, learning what I do, how I coach clients. And we recently kind of just touched on the psychosocial aspect of coaching. And, you know, we're eating lunch together, and she's like, hey, so you mentioned earlier that you, you know, count macros and crap like that. Like, how, how do you do that? And, you know, I could have easily just gone, oh, this is how you do it. But I asked her, well, why do you want to know? And she's like, well, I think I want to start doing that. And I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? She's like, well, you know, I kind of want to, like, lose weight and blah, 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 and got into that whole thing. But I told her, like, usually when people ask me stuff like that, I always ask why. You know, what's the root cause? Why do you want to do this? A lot of times people give you a superficial answer, which is not the actual answer. And it can go in two different ways. Either they tell you exactly why, where, you know, most people are like, oh, I want to look a certain way to impress my ex that I divorced 10 years ago. Or they'll go and say, I want to look the way I used to in my 20s because I don't feel like my body's accepting any new suitors or whatever. There's so many different situations like that. Or... They can straight up tell you that, you know, they start peeling back layers and it's really because they have a really bad relationship with food. And that's one of the first things I ask is like, when I start investigating with people, it's like, well, what, what's kind of your background in eating? And when you start asking why and you start peeling back every single layer and you get to the root cause, you kind of have this like epiphany moment where you're like, holy shit, the reason why I want to track macros is because I don't know how to react in certain situations, so I turn to food. And honestly, if you like sat down, like whatever diet you're following, for example, right at this moment, if you are, do this yourself. Like, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And start peeling back the layers, right? Maybe the first time you ask yourself, it's like, well, I want to tighten up my nutrition. Okay, why? Um, I want to make sure that I'm getting all my nutrients in. Why? I want to make sure that, you know, I don't gain weight during this time of the year. Why? Because I want to be able to fit into a dress or a certain outfit. Why? Because I haven't had a date in five years. Why? And it just keeps going. Like, you can get really, really, really deep into why you're doing a certain thing in your life. And this goes for any single thing out there. And... You know, when I started asking these questions to this new coach, you know, I think after two days, she texted me this long text of doing that same exercise, and she realized a lot of stuff about herself. And she's like, this is the first time I ever realized this, and I had, like, a five-minute conversation with you. And I'm like, well, when you ask the right questions, things come up really quickly. And this is... 
what coaching really is. And that's why I told her, I'm like, you know, you can get every certification out there. You can read every piece of research out there. But if you can't communicate to the person right in front of you that's having a really rough time in their life, then it doesn't mean shit. You know, that's why I'm really fascinated with the psychology of coaching, the art of coaching, as a lot of people call it. And I think that's what's really, really important. So anytime you see a new diet or you hear a friend talking about a certain way that they're eating or chose to eat and you're like, oh, maybe I should do it, just ask yourself why. Even right now, like whatever the hell you're doing, maybe ask yourself why you're doing it and get to the root cause, you know? And the other, the flip side is like sometimes when you get to the why and you keep asking yourself, you might not actually know why you're doing it. You know, there, I had an experience before where I had an online coaching client for nutrition and she was a huge advocate for the keto diet. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever, we'll go around the way you want it. We'll keep our nutrition coaching on track with keto in mind and I had that conversation with her I was like why why and she honestly didn't know why she was doing it but we did figure out it's because she saw on social media that everyone's doing it she had a co-worker at work that was doing it too and saw amazing results so she thought she would do that too but when it came to the reason why she and she started laughing like I've been doing this for, like, six months and hating it. And for some reason, like, this superficial, like, thing made me want to do it. You know, sometimes you you see this all the time. Like, you see a person on the left of you doing something, and you're like, oh, I guess I got to do that too. You know, I remember they did this, like, little um, study where it was, like, a doctor's office and everyone's just sitting and waiting and everyone in the waiting room except the one person walking in was in on this little experiment. So, you know, this person comes in waiting to see the doctor and everyone else there was part of the experiment. And every 10 minutes, everybody part of the experiment, part of the experiment would stand up for a couple seconds and then sit back down. And the person that you know, was was sitting down and was looking around like, well, what the hell is going on here? And after a couple times waiting every 10 minutes and everyone would stand up and back down, she started joining in. And eventually when all those people left and she was the last one, they wanted to see if she would uh, stand up and oh there was a bell there was a certain noise that they would play and they would all stand up and when she was alone they played the bell a couple times and she stood up by herself because you know we're all lemmings we just follow and then they brought in another person for the doctor who was not part of the experiment and you know they're both waiting and the bell goes off she stood up waited there a little bit and sat back down. And the guy's like, why, why are you doing that? She's like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. And he's like, why? She's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> right? And it just goes to show, like, people follow other people for no reason. You know, like, there's no why to it. It's really interesting how our brain works. Like, 
literally there was no reason behind it. It's very interesting to me. So I think the moral of the story here is to like really audit the re- the things that you're doing in your life. Like if you're doing something that you absolutely hate but you continue to do it anyway, ask yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? Maybe you actually shouldn't be doing it. Maybe you should do something else. Maybe you should use that free time for something else or for yourself, right? It's It blows my mind how, how easy that is. And I think this is a good segue into the next thing. You know, working at big box gyms, gyms with a lot of people, a lot of times people will go into a class, a group workout, whatever it is, and just look at the other people and do exactly what they're doing because they don't know any better and they just follow the herd and they won't say anything if something feels off. You know, and again, this goes back to the why. So sometimes when I walk by in my gym and I see, you know, a member doing an exercise incorrectly and they continuously do it over and over again, I'll sometimes walk over and be like, how does that feel? They'll usually go, not that good. I'm like, why are you doing it? They're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? And sometimes you just got to ask yourself that. It's that simple. You know, like a barbell deadlift. Like I did a whole podcast on it. And some people just... Like, they continually hurt their backs, their, you know, necks, whatever it is, over and over and over again because they don't know that there's another option that can work the same muscle group, you know? You don't have to do what other people are doing in the gym because that's stupid. Like, you're an individual. You're going to have different bony structures, you're going to have a different pelvis, you're going to have different lever links, you're going to have different tight spots, like, everyone's different. Everyone's squat's going to look different, everyone's press is going to look different, then if you have injuries on top of that, you've had kids, like, it all adds up, there's so much to it, and this is where, again, going back to mentoring this new coach, progressions and regressions are key and lateralizations. So if I had to give any kind of advice to any new coach out there or any avid fitness enthusiast that loves going to the gym, but maybe there's an exercise that just doesn't feel right and no matter what kind of coaching you get, it's not working, figure out the regression for the exercise or the lateralization. And what I mean by lateralization is like maybe finding an exercise that's as difficult working the same muscle group, but it's not that exercise. So let's say an example is your big right toe in a split squat position is killing you every time you do it, but you constantly just hammer it out anyway. And then the day after your workout, you can't walk properly because your toe, big toe is inflamed and it hurts like fucking hell. So what would you do in that situation? And this is a question and kind of case study I always bring up to anyone I mentor. And a lot of times it's like, okay, well, we're doing some sort of lunge variation. What can I do to kind of mimic that? Maybe doing a lateral split squat would be better. 
yeah, you can debate that, oh, no, you're going to get more lateral stabilizers, your adductor's going to work, and blah, blah, blah. But it's still a split squat. But you're now, both of your toes are not in a flex position, and there's less pressure. And now you can do it pain-free. You feel pretty good. You're still working your legs, and you're still getting strong. That's a lateralization. A regression, for example, if someone was doing a split squat and can barely get down there, maybe they're overweight and they physically can't lift up their entire body weight. Hold on to a TRX. Like, simple little things. And this is the stuff that I feel like everyone should know. Because then when you're in the gym and something doesn't work out or a piece of equipment is not available or... You know, you go to a hotel gym and all you have is like machines and a treadmill and you have this program and you're like, fuck, I can't do any of it. But now this is where you need to get on the creative side and figure out what can I do? You know, I have the back squat, but there's no squat rack in here. I just have dumbbells and a bench. What do I do? This is the stuff you need to learn. And a lot of times people who work out on their own, they don't want to learn more because they just think they know it. And that's, like, the biggest mistake ever. And the, one of the examples I always give is, like, you know, I could do my own plumbing in my house. But sooner or later, a pipe is going to burst because I fucked it up when I set it up in the beginning. You know, I can only watch so many YouTube videos on how to put, you know, piping together and hope that it doesn't burst. And I've had those experiences where I had to, like fix my dishwasher and I thought I turned off the water supply and when I <laughs> unscrewed the water supply of my dishwasher I had hot steaming freaking water with high pressure hitting me in the fucking face and my whole house almost freaking flooded you know I should have probably called um, a plumber to get it done it would have been done within an hour not a whole day and I wouldn't have to, like, try to dry my entire kitchen and living room, essentially. And I fell victim to the, like, oh, I'm a guy. I'm going to listen to my ego. I'm going to fix things because that's what I'm meant to do. Whereas I could have just got a professional to come in or someone who has a lot of experience doing it, like my dad or my grandfather. But I didn't do that. And I... <laughs> had the consequence of hot, burning, high-pressure water hitting my face and almost destroying my house. So it goes the same with exercise, right? Like, if you're not going to educate yourself, like, get someone to help you. Don't think that you can do it yourself. And then again, you can go back to what I first said in the beginning of this episode. Why? Why do you want to do it on your own? So I'm going to leave it there. And I want every one of you to actually do that exercise of like if you're following a diet right now or doing something that does not make you happy or you're in a situation in a relationship with a friend spouse or whatever and it's making you miserable ask yourself why and then start peeling back layers every single time and you'd be amazed what you get to you might not realize it right there and then but maybe the next day the day after where you're like holy fuck this is it so think about it ask yourself why we are going to talk about the topic of perfection 
So this morning, my wife and I wake up in a daze, don't know what time it is because we love to sleep in on the weekends. And by the way, that is like literally probably the best things in our lives is like those days where you get to sleep in and you don't have to set an alarm. You don't even know what time it is and you don't have any responsibility. Well, you do, but you just, you just don't give a fuck and you just, <laughs> you just wake up when you wake up. But anyway... So my wife is in naturopathic medicine right now, and in one of her counseling classes, they were talking about this idea of, you know, a lot of people strive for perfection, but in reality, like, you don't actually have to get there. You just have to do your best to get the outcome you want, right? A lot of times when people go to med school or, you know, fitness and health, they think everything has to be perfect in order to see success, and a lot of times it's like you just have to put in, you know, 70 to 80% effort to yield the results you want. And the idea of, you know, having perfect days and perfect everything is kind of unrealistic. But for some reason, our brains, our minds, and we just get to this conclusion that it has to be perfect, you know? And the funny thing is, a lot of people who do diets or start their gym attempt again on January 1st, they're telling themselves, you know, every day I'm going to go to the gym. Every day I'm going to eat perfectly. Every day I'm going to make sure I get this much sleep and blah, blah. And, you know, they do it for a couple days and then they hit that first roadblock. They fail and they're like, fuck it. You know, it's all or nothing essentially. And I constantly remind clients, like, you're allowed to half-ass things. You're allowed to quarter-ass things because not every single day is going to be perfect. Like, do you honestly believe, like, the best athletes in the world that get paid millions of dollars wake up every single day and go into every single training session and everything's perfect? Hell no. Right? There's a lot to it. So, you know, a lot of times it's you need to play it by ear day to day. You know, when you wake up and you're having a hard day or you're exhausted, you're feeling a little run down, maybe sick, you have all the shit going on, stress, you know, ask yourself, how much can you put into this workout that you're about to do? How much can you put into clean eating that day? You know, sometimes you just have to put your expectations a little bit lower, right? And that's a lot better than just going, fuck it, I'm just going to let this day run its course. Because a lot of times you'll end up going out for lunch, you're going to end up maybe drinking a whole bottle of wine because you're stressed out. Maybe you'll go quit the gym altogether, you know? Or you go, all right, today is going to be a shit show. I woke up with only four hours of sleep. My kids are yelling me in my ear, and somehow I'm supposed to eat clean and go to the gym today. So maybe your gym session that's usually an hour or hour and a half or however long you go to the gym for, maybe you cut it down to 30 minutes, 20 minutes, Fuck it, maybe you just come home from work, not go to the gym, and get a warm-up in at home. Or you come home and do some push-ups, some squats, whatever, jumping jacks, something, you know? Rather than saying fuck it and screwing up the whole workout altogether. You know, rather than coming home, going to the liquor store, grabbing some alcohol because you're having a rough day and you want to cope with the stress, 
Maybe you go, you know what, I'm going to go sit at a bar and just grab one drink, right? Like, there's small little compensations that you can do that will make a huge difference down the road. If you've been following my show for a while, you know that I always talk about the marathon game. You know, fitness and health is a lifestyle. It's a long game. It's not a sprint. It's not a short little thing. It's not six weeks, eight weeks, three months, eight months, 12 months. It's a full-ass lifestyle. So if you compare this in a year, say those days where you feel like like absolute shit, you don't want to do anything, you don't have the motivation, but you put 25% effort in, that's a lot better than zero. And I would also categorize that into like the negative percentages because say you end up binge eating and binge drinking on some of those days, you're kind of destroying your progress. I kind of look at the year as your bank account. And anytime you go work out, you have a clean meal, you have some good sleep, you manage your stress, you're adding savings to that bank account for those days that, you know, don't go perfectly. And now imagine those days that don't go perfectly, you end up, like I said earlier, binge eating, binge drinking, doing bad decisions, making mistakes, whatever it is, and now you're you know, taking the money out of your bank account, eventually it's going to run out. So rather than spending your money in your bank account, you can quarter it. You can literally put the smallest decimal point of a percentage in there. It all adds up to the long game. So like I said earlier, if you don't have the energy, you don't have the mental capacity to get a full workout in, just show up. Show up and see what happens. If you show up and you start walking on the treadmill and you're like for five minutes and you're like, you know what, this is it, we can't do it, fuck, that's better than going home, sitting on your ass and making some bad decisions on food, stress management, just overall. Like, overall your energy and your spiritual state, essentially. So I think the moral of this whole podcast is that don't strive for perfection because that's insane. You know... A lot of people tell me that they're impressed with how much stuff I'm putting out there, working on, doing, and they're like, I don't know how you do it. And maybe on the outside, it might look look, look like I have my shit together, but in reality, like, fuck, if you came to my house right now, there's fucking dishes everywhere, like, laundry has not been done, my desk is a fucking mess, like, there's a lot of shit that people don't see. Right. But I know like, you know, yeah, it could be better, but maybe I just clean a little bit here, a little bit there and slowly it'll build up and eventually my house will be clean. Right. So you're allowed to half acid, quarter acid or one sixteenth it. It's better than nothing. Don't strive for perfection. You're allowed to give yourself some leeway because it's better than nothing. lovely lovely listeners of cut the shit get fit podcast you are absolutely exquisite for listening to me ramble and interview people and i am super super humbled to have you listening to my show so without further ado i am your host rafael machevsky 
And on this lovely Sunday afternoon of getting shit done, of fucking putting my taxes together, getting my programs done for all my clients online and in person, hitting up some emails, editing some videos, getting my freaking website for my book going. Since early this morning, I feel accomplished. I'm pumped. I'm motivated. And I'm excited to talk to you to get your shit going as well. But before I get started, I gotta do some shout outs because I realized that last week on the um, solo episode, I did not do shout outs. So I apologize to all the cities and countries listening to my show. But here's the top three. And number one, for the first time ever, all the way up towards where I live, Victoria, Canada. Shout out to everybody in Victoria listening to my show. That's super cool. If anyone listening has never been to BC and always goes to Vancouver, you have to, have to check out Victoria. It is an amazing city, super cool, super fun weekend trip for those who are out of town. Number two, this city always pops up on the top ten list, and I guess I got a little, like, fan base out in Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to everyone in Virginia listening to my show. It's super cool. And number three, straight up in my hood where I used to live, Surrey, BC, Canada. Shout out to everyone in Surrey listening to my show. For those who don't know that are listeners from Surrey, I grew up right in the streets of Wally, right in the projects. East Wally Ring Road was my hood. I am so fortunate to move out to Langley because I was rough. That's a rough neighborhood, if you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I should also do a honorable mention all the way out in Australia. Shout out to Sunnybank. You are number nine on my list. Shout out to everyone in Australia listening to my show. Super sweet. All right. The topic I want to bring up is the power of showing up. And I say that super excited. I don't know why. I'm just like in a good mood today. I think it might have been the freaking, I don't know, eight shots of espresso I've had so far today. Um, When it comes to the general population who are trying to make fitness a priority in their life because they've realized that they need to take their health under control, all you like this would be the secret like if i had to tell the entire world the one thing that's going to change your entire life when it comes to weight loss health or whatever the fuck you want to achieve in this life is to show up that's all you have to do i tell this to every single one of my clients because it is key think about it this way Say you started your fitness journey, you're busting along, you're super motivated, and then you hit that first roadblock of like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym today, I don't want to do this, I just, I'm too tired, you know what, I'm just going to skip the gym. Imagine if you just showed up and did what you could. Like, that is freaking clutch. 
I tell this to my clients all the time, no matter what your situation is, like if you had three hours of sleep, if your kid was up all night crying and throwing a tantrum and you couldn't get solid sleep and you're done work and you're just like, ugh, I don't want to go to the gym, just show up. Like I literally had some clients where they came in, they were rough as shit, and all I told them to do, I'm like, let's just get through the warm-up and see what happens. Sometimes, that's all you need, just movement. There is a cap of how much stress we can throw onto our bodies or in. And if we don't do something to get rid of it, that stress keeps piling up, and that's going to prevent us from seeing the success that we want. You know, like, we wake up, and it's go, 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 nonstop. And then you get home, and if you have a family, there's more shit that you need to take care of. And then it repeats Monday to Friday, and then the weekend comes, and you're like, fuck, I haven't even gone to the gym. I haven't been eating healthy. What gives? Right? I think also I'm, like, totally going all over the place because I feel like I have this conversation all the time. Like, you don't understand. I've been in the industry for nine years, and I feel like I have this conversation all the time, and I always speak my truth to every single person, but it doesn't get through their head. I have this one person in mind right now where her doctor literally said, if you don't stop eating shit... Because this person likes to go to fast food restaurants like three times a day. You'll have a heart attack. This individual has young kids. The oldest is eight years old. And she, I don't think she's kind of wrapped her head around how important this is. Because what is interesting to me is people getting to this point where a doctor is literally sitting you down saying that if you don't change, you will die. But at the same time, a lot of people get that information and they don't take it seriously. And this bugs the fuck out of me because even with the threat of your life being taken away, people don't take this shit seriously. This is, this is why I say exercise is just more than losing weight. It is a way to prolong the quality of your life. And I've had an experience, and I, I can't even remember, like, I'm getting so, like, amped up for this shit right now. I literally had an experience, and I can't remember if I put uh, said this on my podcast before, but I literally have gone to a client's funeral because he did not change his eating. It was the most weird feeling and scenario I've ever been in my life because I'm chatting with all these people that showed up to support his wife and kids. He left two daughters on this earth that were, I think, 11 and 7 at the time. Like, it was so weird when I was introducing myself to the people at this funeral as the guy's coach. And they kind of looked at me like, whoa. And I felt partly responsible. But I always remembered the amount of conversations I've had with this particular client about, dude, you need to change your eating. Like, I don't know how much more I can take this on. And 
God rest his soul, he passed away with a heart attack in his sleep. And I can only imagine his wife, which was also my client, waking up to her husband's lifeless body. Like, fuck. That shit, like, it breaks my heart when... And he had the same scenario where his doctor told him, like, if you don't change your eating, you will die. Even at that point, people can't wrap their heads around how important it is to make your health a priority. And going back to the other client that I've had this conversation with, she's still trying to make, like detours around how to eat junk food and I'm like just focus on eating a lot of protein and veggies that's all I want you to do I don't even care how you do it but she also has a really high stress job like literally people who have those high stress jobs and tend to eat out a lot are the ones that are so susceptible to this scenario where the heart goes, uh-uh, I can't take any more stress. And, you know, a lot of people listening who might be in that scenario might be like, fuck off, Raph, like, you don't know my life, which is totally fair. get it. But at the same time, like, you got to ask yourself, what is it for? Like, maybe you need to think bigger picture. Like, I've literally spoken to clients and told them, like, you should probably quit your job if you want to see yourself living past 60. Because I've met so many people in my life where when I start to get to know them as a client, as a patient, or whatever, and they start telling me about their job that they've been at for 20 years and they absolutely hate it and they literally don't know why they're doing it anymore, maybe you need to make that change. You know? And... I totally went on this tangent of, you know, making exercise more than just weight loss. And then from there, I got from, like, just showing up. But that literally can apply to anything. If you just show up every day and you try to focus on one thing, like any one thing that can improve your health, because we live in a world where our bodies are not designed to thrive in anymore. We sit on our ass all fucking day. We eat way too much because food is so accessible to us. And we have things that make us stay at home longer, things like Netflix. And, you know, I'm not perfect. Like, everyone thinks coaches are perfect. Like, fuck, yesterday I spent four hours with my wife watching the new season of OA because the shit was bananas, okay? By the way, awesome show. You got to go see it. And it's tough to pull yourself out of that rut. Like, I can only imagine if people have been doing it for decades. Like, that is really, really tough. But most recently I met this individual who's literally like a multi-millionaire entrepreneur at heart multiple million dollar businesses under the palm of his hand and right now is when he realized fuck I need to get my health in check so the really cool thing is 
he will make his entire day revolve around his health. If he has an appointment at the gym or at the clinic, he will restructure his entire day. And he's the only entrepreneur that I've met slash trained that has done this. And when you really think about it, if you are the top dog in the empire that you've created, people are waiting on you. You have the power to do this. So why not tell a couple investors or your accountant that the meeting that was scheduled for tomorrow at 1 o'clock, it has to be moved because your doctor's appointment's at 1 o'clock so you can work around my schedule. Like, that's amazing that this individual is doing this, making his health a priority. Even if you're not top dog owning a company, you can still do that with your life. If you know that you work a 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, and you need to get your health in check, make exercise one time a week, two times a week, whatever, a non-negotiable And I know it's easier said than done, but you just have to get into the habit of like, all right, Monday, 7 a.m., I'm off to the gym from 7 to 8. That's my time. You know, 8 to 8.30, shower, get ready, boom, I'm off to work. Like, that's all you need to focus on. Imagine if you did that for the rest of your life starting today. Like, that is huge. And for all the coaches listening, like, yeah, this might sound redundant to you, but Listening it from another coach's perspective, being able to relay relay that message to your client is fucking huge. We need to have more conversations like this to get real. Like when clients come up to me and they're like brand new ones and they're like, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm like, fuck yeah, awesome. Why? Keep asking them why and get to the root cause and then try to channel that root cause into motivation for them to keep showing up every single day to improve their life so they can enjoy it. Our lives are meant to be enjoyed and not this hustle and bustle every single day and every single evening you're wondering, why the fuck am I doing this? Just show up. All right, boys and girls, welcome back another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your lovely host, Rafael Machevsky, and I'm going to keep this short and sweet. You know why? Because it's Sunday night. It's late. I gotta wake up tomorrow at 5 a.m. and start an entire week because I just came back from a course, ate food, and started scrambling to get shit done for tomorrow, taking care of the dog, making food, laundry, all that bullshit. And something that I was thinking about is one of the things that separates successful people from weight loss is a couple things, but in my mind, something that always pops up is putting yourself first. Like if right now really think when was the last time you made yourself a priority in anything and for many of you it's going to be really difficult to think that 
it's going to be, fuck, when was the last time I wanted to do this and I actually did it? Or when was the last time I decided to sleep in so I could have more time to myself? When was the last time I took a day off? When was the last time I said no? All of those things add up, and then you fall into a rhythm and a habit of always doing things for others and always forgetting about yourself. And that shit adds up so freaking quickly. The moment you can prioritize yourself above all, even though it might sound selfish, it might seem, you know, oh my god, I'm not gonna be a good, good human being, but how are you supposed to help others if you can't help yourself, you know? You've heard all of the analogies out there, but it's true. If you think about it, you know, if you start putting others before you, responsibilities before you, when do you get to grow? When do you get to enrich your life? It doesn't happen. Sometimes you need to be selfish and say no to somebody in order for you to feel better better anything better think about that for a second you know the moment you get that past your head that no wait I'm not being selfish because if I'm not at my 100% how am I supposed to give my 100% to others this is why when I see you know some of the most successful CEOs out there that prioritize the gym or meal prepping or whatever before all their meetings and they work around it that's that's huge you know they get it you can do the same thing you know if you know that your kid has something that he or she wants to do and that it conflicts with your schedule say no find an alternative there's always a way around it Rather than taking on more stuff, more stress, now you're stressing about weight loss is not happening, you're stressing about how you haven't been to the gym for three days, now you're stressing about now you're not getting enough sleep, now you're stressing that you've gained 10 pounds. Like, it's a vicious, vicious circle. Start making time for you, and then people are gonna stop asking you to do the things that they used to do. The moment you start saying no, is the moment you can start saying yes to yourself. Make yourself a priority and you will see how much things will change in your life. You don't know the power of saying no to somebody and then they go, oh, okay, well, I can't ask Sally Sue to stay late on Fridays at work anymore because she has X, Y, and Z. That's all it takes you to say once. And things will start to shift. And I know it's easier said than done. But the moment you start saying no is the first time you'll get yes for yourself. You'll finally have a chance to grow as an individual, not only personally, but professionally, but also getting to your goals. That's the whole end game. Like if you're in this fitness and health thing, the goal is for you to feel better. If your environment doesn't provide that because you're constantly saying yes to others and not yourself, how do you expect a different result on the scale, in the mirror, with measurements, that dress you want to wear, those jeans you want to like? 
think about it. That's what I want you to leave here from this episode is to start saying yes to yourself. As human beings, we constantly need to grow. And sometimes it's taking time to ourselves to do that. Even if it's 10 minutes here, 20 minutes there, an hour a week at the gym to turn off your brain, that is growth for yourself. I always get back to this thing of exercise more than just weight loss. People don't understand the power of exercise. You know, for those people who are so fucking busy all the time, that one hour a week allows you to turn off everything, to refresh everything, to hit that restart button for you to grow as an individual. Start saying no and start saying yes to yourself and you're definitely going to see the result that you're looking for. That's it for me. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. Crush this motherfucking week and you're going to kill it. That's it.